assistant. Our assistant is like that. Like Megan is all, Megan. Megan is like noticeably lower every time she has a conversation with her. It's do you have you watched um, what we do in the shadows, the TV series? Nope. I have now. It is quite good, and um, Colin, one of the vampires in it, is an emotional vampire, and that's explicitly what he does, is he works in an office, and he just drains people <laughs> of their energy by being, like, socially awkward, like, purposely socially awkward, and it is so, he is, he is, like, the whole series is amazing, but he is hilarious in it. Colin so he's, it's yeah, not the Colin social Robinson. awkwardness that drains, like, in Brenda's case, that drains the energy, it's the, like, vacuum of positivity. So like yeah. you'll be like, hey Brenda, how's your weekend? And then she'll be that's, like, that's that's the other right. emotional vampire in the series because <laughs> there's two. There's another one you meet in the first <laughs> season, um, who's just this woman who like always is just super sad and depressed about everything. Yep. Um, and you and then you find out that she is also a vampire, and that's that's how she <laughs> and it's called it's. Wow. So, Today I learned I'm the emotional vampire of the Warhammer community. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, not far off. I mean, really, you're not the only one. Yeah, <laughs> But I mean, you might be the the vampire master. You're the Sang Sanger vampire. Oh, no. I don't. I the don't Baron vampire. That. What was there's a there's a Fallen Empires magic card that was like the leader of the vampires. Yeah, Baron Sang Singer, Sang something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a it's a popular card. Hello, is he everyone. still possible? Welcome no way. to the Honest War Gamer. I'm no your host way. Rob. Welcome to the 40k adjacent show uh, we're started <laughs> we oh started we're off at the races I oh, know. No. <laughs> thanks to ty winning and idiot's night for resubscribing and all i can say to everyone here is shabang a bang uh thanks for tuning in bing bing uh, bing bang a bit of bing bang um, bong, uh, bong. <laughs> we do need a watiti emote uh 100 <laughs> so hello everyone welcome to the show i'm joined by these two gorgeous individuals val heffelfinger what kawaii don't a great hat by the way is that like a baseball thing this is the greatest uh logo snooker. in sports it's a snooker yeah it's a it's a snooker logo no this is this is the buffalo bills and they're the city's called buffalo and they named them the bills in reference to wild bill hickok of course mm -hmm. and the wild west show but this is just a buffalo standing in a field and that was their symbol for like the first 30 years and uh, and then they've they've subsequently found a more dynamic version of the buffalo. They call it the charging buffalo. I'll wear it next week. Uh, but this one, I mean, look at that. Does that not inspire athleticism to you? <laughs> yes. Buffalo. OJ Orenthal James Simpson wore this very logo on his helmet while rushing for two thousand yards for the first time in an NFL season. The fridge. Nope. No, uh, not the OJ. fridge. The murderer. OJ. The murderer. The oh, murderer. the murderer. Oh, okay. Sorry. So that's, uh, that's the refrigerator Matthew Perry. He was on Friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I get, I get also, WrestleMania. Both, mm -hmm. Wiz, Both Matthew Perrys. The Wiz, the Wiz. Um, that was a Marvel comic superhero that uh, was a take on The Flash. Um, uh, and also, I think, bad Fred Savage. And Fred Savage, in who uh, was like playing Nintendo. The Power Glove. Was that the Wiz too? Was that called oh, the that, Wiz, or was that the Wizard? Was it the Wizard. I think that I was think the Wizard. I think the Wiz is, is a stage musical. Oh uh, yeah. Also, no, no, you're thinking of uh, the Wiz is a like a dystopian sequel to the Wizard of Oz, mm -hmm. and you're thinking of Wicked, which is mm -hmm. a prequel to the Wizard of Oz, and sort of concurrent with from the perspective of Anna uh, Kendrick, of very the, attractive woman. Anna Kendrick, yes, that's the one. 
not going out with Takiki Watiti though. Uh, and uh, Taika Watiti, oh, man, I I wouldn't I wouldn't stop that. That's true. Uh, well, That's true. he's a nice man. He's very funny. <laughs> I enjoy him. Yeah, me too. He's very good. I don't know if you know who he's currently dating, but I found out yesterday. Maybe worth a Google uh, later on. Um, uh, hello, Bert everyone. Reynolds. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining in. Uh, Falcon. Better be Angela Lansbury. Let's how... Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm gonna... Val, how are you? How are you doing, by the way? And also, thanks to Wolf War Gaming for resubscribing. Uh, it's very lovely of you. Um, uh, I'm a good demon honest has asked a question Val I'm going to throw this straight to you being asked Go. to play in a fun and fluffy comp how do you turn off your winner at all cost tournament brain mm, how do you um, probably just show up if you're an average Warhammer player you'll be alright and then outside of that I don't know just do Highlander just make a Highlander list there can only be one of everything oh so only one model from each like from a book so you can only have one. Yeah, so you just restrict you only you only let yourself bring one of each unit and usually you just wind up with a nice little like not not crazy thing. Or just watch a tabletop tactics episode and grab one of those lists. <laughs> but seriously. <laughs> like, I mean I, I don't even think that's a dig. I think they would be like, Yeah, yeah, mate, that's exactly what we're going for. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Handsome. I'm, I'm handsome. Oh, I'm handsome and I'm charming, and I'd like you to play some pretty fun Warhammer, is what I'd like. Well, we just, ever... well, we'll just run into each other with our guns, and then uh, we'll go for tea. That's good, huh? I tell you what, one of our band shows last night, pretty interesting. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I spoke to one of the coaches afterwards. Um, he got his first ban off that he wanted, and then after that, apparently, it was all memes. So the opposing team started ban- banning shooting, <laughs> and then the opposing team just started to ban as many shooting units as they could get out of the game. It was really funny. Like Most of the meta pick shooting units in Age of Sigma were banned for Sunday's match. Which is just wild fun. Uh, so no idea what that's going to look like. Um, but that's just a side note. I just thought I'd bring that up when you're talking about just fighting and whatnot. Just like walking forward. Having no doubt. Fighting. Fighting around fighting. the world. Fighting. Fighting. Yeah. Uh, Pete, how are you? I don't know if I didn't even ask. How are you? Are you well? You did ask me that and then we got cut out. Uh, I'm great. I got a, I got a trailer for, for JVP. So Aww. like yeah, for, a, for a bicycle. Like a movie it, trailer? Yeah, like a movie trailer. It's got the pop mm. outsides, and he just yells at us from inside. He doesn't let mm. us come in anymore. But um, no, last tra- style. I get it. A trailer that you wheel behind the bike. It's like a sedan chair for a baby. It's fantastic. And he just sort of sits and looks out the window while we while we pedal him around the city. And we rode a bunch of kilometers, and it was awesome. I had a great weekend. It was a long weekend. We celebrated Queen Victoria and the um, uh, what's the word? Starvation of the Irish and and yeah. Uh, Really yeah, big weekend. thing for us. Really you big thing in that. Canada. Yeah. Like yeah, the Irish the potato famine. Yeah. Huge, huge deal for us. We love it. Wow. Love I it. I've only wow. recently realized that Canada is, I think, one of, if not the only Commonwealth nation that for some reason celebrates Queen Victoria every year. Yeah. And... IPF. Call it. IPF Day. Uh, we just eat what? grass. <laughs> the Irish potato famine day. We go God. outside, we eat grass, have hunger strikes. Um. <laughs> Only uh, for the for day, me. though. So it's really, really just a terrible idea because you're not really and I've that also hungry by the time. So. Only recently, like, there's been a lot of like backlash, obviously, recently against historical historical figures that did awful things that we venerated up until about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And that includes our founding drunk prime minister, uh, Sir Johnny McDonald. Had a few of his statues pulled down or defaced and stuff like that. But Victoria, she has escaped this wrath, and I'm not sure that she should. 
I mean, I think she's cool and all, but not totally cool. Like she's got some real uncool elements that maybe we should look but into. Don't we all? Don't we all? Maybe. India, you know, was a thing. Problem, problematic issue. You know, I, there's lots of problematic issues around the world, but thankfully none on this show. Uh, no, uh, no that's, we have that's, never said anything controversial, not even in once. Anyway, I mean, the fact that one of the videos made it to SDT is just mind-boggling at this point. I mean, <laughs> listen, Magicorn, those former guys. opera singer. Oh, who? Hell yeah. Who's a former opera singer? Magic Horn gave gave some <laughs> recommendations to uh, Robbo, who is uh, falling to pieces uh, in front of us. Faster he is. Rob is absolutely dying, everyone. He's got the 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 coronas or something. I don't have the corona. I've been tested to see if I have the corona, and it's not the rona. That's uh, good. Good for you, run, though. The, the rundowns is what it is. The rundowns. Uh, the rundowns, yeah. Hey, I remember mean, Honest it, Wargamer Rundowns? You used to do that. Yeah, what happened I, to those? Well, someone yesterday, uh, we tried to do one last night. We tried to do a review of the new Kragnos War Scroll. Um, oh. Uh, but the chat derided, uh, decided to re- uh, derail us for as much as possible, uh, ultimately. And as then, they like, should. As, as they should. Uh, and then ultimately, like, I mean, by the time we get to a rundown, um, like normally lots of the stuff is out there. But I think I'd like to go back to doing rundowns. I like them. I thought it was a fun process of going through stuff. Uh, it's just finding the time. I think once we get the coverage all up and running, we can go back to doing stuff like that because it'd be really fun. Um, I am think... shocked. Sorry to cut yeah. you off, but I don't care anymore. That's fine. Um, Kragnos, I am shocked that GW thinks that our players can multiply. Like that they can do basic multiplication. <laughs> Just shocked that they would add that to a data sheet. Shocked. Kragnos. Kragnos. So Val, what he does is when he charges, I got to learn some great maths yesterday. He rolls, if he fights a monster, he gets to roll two dice and he t- times the lowest dice by the highest dice, meaning that he does seven, 82% of the time he'll do some amount of mortal wounds. So if you roll a one and a six, it would be oh no, that would be a seven. No, that wouldn't a, work. Yeah, that won't work. If you roll a two a and six. a six, he do he do twelve mortal wounds. But a roll of a seven achieves nothing. So eighteen percent of the time he does nothing. But then, mm-hmm. like on average, most of the time. So I think there's like a thirty-eight percent chance for him to like wipe out a monster that on be the charge. Thirty, like if you if you roll box cars, isn't that yes, 30, 30, thirty-six? Wounds? That's the that headline. Was big, that was the headline. Potential yeah. thirty-six mortal wounds. I mean, that's yeah. not even like outlandishly rare, like. That'll happen with with some degree of frequency. Yeah, one in thirty six times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Almost three yeah. percent, just yeah. shy three percent of the time. He'll he'll just do thirty six mortal wounds. I mean, luckily, um, Pete, you got like, a bustle in your hedgerow when you look at this new Lord Croak. You ever? You just think? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That was months ago. Months ago, that guy got leaked, and I and I had a full on erection for several and you days got, that and I had you to go to the leaky. doctor about. You know what yeah. I mean. Only 115 bucks American on release. Only 115, so like 180 Canadian. Probably I mean, worth it. Something I didn't Hashtag bring up yesterday was uh, something I didn't bring up yesterday is like he's on a lot of rock. You're paying a lot of money for rock, not model. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a lot of like spectacularness that's not like. I mean, he is just a giant frog. I mean, they just sort of amped up. Oh, Chris. what? What? Oh, you, he's talking about Kragnos. You're talking about Croak. We've gone. By the way, is this yeah. the sexy centaur that you were talking about? Yeah. Kragnos yeah. is, except for do the teeth. you like teeth. him? What do you think of him? Croak's phenomenal. Great model. Kragnos is neat. What What is he? Like, what What? Like what is What is he? What do you think he is? Great question. What does his image make you think? Like, what faction would you tie him to? 
horse, horse, horsemen, horse, horsemen, uh, chaos, beastmen. Beastmen. Yeah. Absolutely. Good for you. Good Incorrect. for you. Good for you. Yes. A lot of people. Uh, a bit... You've got a bit of an ape face, though. He has. He has. Mm-hmm. There isn't many monkeys uh, in uh, or apes in Age of Sigma other than mm-hmm. uh, the player base. Uh, full of them. Um, mm. <laughs> the, uh, I would say that the uh, uh, <laughs> um, the, the chat. You, by the way, Val, if we clip that, that's just there's a whole bunch of beastmen going, say, like screaming at the screen right now. Like the, um, he's actually been put in destruction. He's the god of all destruction, and in no way a co-opted beast of chaos model uh, that they made and were like, whoop, nope, we're not going to do that faction. God of Destruction, just going to back up a sec, just going to pull the lens back, maybe go up back to 40,000 feet. Wouldn't that be corn? Isn't that kind of corn already? What's the no, difference he's between just Destruction like, and fighting? Corn's just like violence. Yeah, right? different from murder. Destruction. Yeah. Murder. Yeah. Uh, murder. Yeah, murder. Uh, Pete, how are you? I think that's where I'm I'm well. I'm Good. super well. I'm better than you by far, by the looks of things. Way better. I'm doing fine. I listen. I DM'd my first D and D session in like five years, four years Amazing. last night. Oh, that's why you're all fired up. You got the brain. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a it was a slow roll at first to get back in the DM mindset, but once I got going, I felt pretty good. It was a good sesh. Good sesh. Ended at midnight. Fell asleep. Woke up three hours later. Here I am. Look at this. Bam. Well, Drink Diet that... Pepsi, by the way, guys. Like, don't judge me. Fuck you. YouTube chat, <laughs> fuck you. I couldn't get to my tea in time before the show started. I grabbed a Diet Pepsi. Yes, it's, I'm going to die early. Look at me. Do I well, look like I'm in peak physical condition? I'm hey, fucked. It's not like Just a mountain dude. You're it? good. You're good. Come on, Diet Pepsi. Well, how far off is it from coffee, really? I mean, I've got three sweeteners in here. Seven. Like, it's a Diet Pepsi. Seven. Just coffee. Would you like to know what my coffee order is? Because uh, Tea? It's uh, a decaf, Ooh. oat milk, yep, mocha, mocha. Is that like a mocha? It's, it's exa- exactly like a mocha, <laughs> but just said in English. <laughs> when I play snooker, I like a mocha. A mocha. A mo- this mocha. has got some oat milk in it too. There's some all protein shake going on here. Uh, oh, good. All right. Well, uh, thank you to Trendy Love for donating £9.65 to the show. That's, that's very deeply specific. kind. Uh, and that's very terrific of you. Thank you so, so much. Um, I, I, hopefully, the money uh, that you've donated has led me on to ask an actual 40k question. And that would be... Yo, yo what's, the, you guys... what's the follower count at? Is that real? Is that an actual follower count? What do you mean by follower count? It looks like in the bottom right-hand corner of your overlay, there's 6,999 followers. And that seems unlikely. Oh, no, it might be. It could be. I don't know what the actual number is. 69.99, baby. 69.99. Um, someone, someone clip that. That's, that's, that's very specific. Oh, thank, no, we're at 7,000. We missed it. We missed oh. it. Thanks. Oh, thanks it has whoever followed. <laughs> thanks whoever followed. Damn it! Oh wow, I can't believe you eyeballed that. That's great, like the pedometer. Um, hey. Which I'm going to ask a 40k question. I'm so sorry. Please. But new yeah, chapter I know approved. Oh god. Oh new- god. <laughs> they really <laughs> snuck it in there too, eh? It was like talk about burying the lead. Let's just look at the Sunday preview. How many things are previewed? One, 
two, three, four, five, six. Pete? Seven, Pete? eight. Eight things previewed before chapter approved. Where'd he go? Oh, oh no, we can't continue. No. Oh, he's back. Pete's back. He's back. But now there's Okay, what was that back. about? Like, listen, I had to leave. That that whole <laughs> copy thing was bullshit. Copy thing? <laughs> Talk about go about. What do you mean they buried the lead? I mean that chapter approved, which is normally I think announced in its own article, was the eighth thing scrolling down through a lot of Age of Sigmar announced uh, in the Sunday preview. And I confidence. just, I don't, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit. And there's apparently a Gaskell book. Whoa, neat. Huh. Maybe I'll not read that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll buy that and not read that. Just like um, my entire Warhammer book collection, which I just periodically just recycle. Literally, just I just I've thrown out so much of it. Um, yeah, I'm not hopeful at all. I don't know if you guys remember the first eighth edition chapter approved, uh, which I think there were a lot of uh, hopes set on, and then the second chapter approved, in which we realized that it's exactly six months that it takes for them to get a book from press print to printing. Um, and that's why I suspect that we will now see the end of the tyranny of uh, Mortarian and the Space Marines. Uh, I, I'm glad to see that they're probably going to get nerfed out of existence, uh, which is very fair and just. Well, that's accurate. We, you've buried the, Maybe you've hit us right on the... Pete, like, there's loads to unpack about New Chapter Yes. Yeah. We're done at? with coffee talk, right? We're done, yeah, with, we're coffee done with coffee talk. talk. No more. Fuck I'm good. sorry about that. Jesus, fuck. Oat milk? What the hell? It's not even real milk. You can't milk an oat. Anyway, no, um, oat juice. So I don't juice. like talking about 40k. We all know this. It's it's a garbage game. I don't know why we even do why we even put ourselves through this mess. Um, chapter approved. I am extraordinarily optimistic. I have decided I am turning over a new leaf. I'm optimistic they're going to do it right. They're not going to nerf anything. They're just going to be like, we know that we release our book six months out. We have no way of knowing what's good anymore. Um, so we're not going to touch it. We're going we're gonna to fix the stuff nobody's playing. And then we're going to fix secondaries. And I, 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 word on the street is that secondaries have been fixed um, in this book, which is big. Um, if, if that on is true. On the GT pack side of things. The GT pack side of things, yes. <clears throat> so, oh, as in yeah, like the... Secondaries have been revamped. New missions. Super excited for that. Yeah, that's legit. Uh, I tell you who doesn't think that's legit. My overlay guy. His exact words were, "If they've changed the mission, the primary in any way, I'm going to find every copy of it and burn it, and then burn down Gay's workshop." Were his words strong well, reaction? Why? That's heavy. very strong. Strong this reaction. Anna Green Gables reaction, if I've ever heard yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. He's that's a little just over finished. The top. He's just finished programming the app, and he was like livid, like livid. Uh, well, you can let him know that if he's programmed secondaries, they are completely redone. So, uh, like, yeah, that's no, that's fine. No, we, that's fine. They're they they're, they're what we call a transient state, uh, as opposed to fixed pointage like the primaries. Uh, the uh, yeah. So, what do you mean? But what was what's wrong with the secondaries? Other than, as I understand it, scramblers are for nerds. Oh, that's just a Tom Layton thing. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's... that's. I mean, that is a brutal take. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, at least from a data standpoint, there are a number of secondaries that are just like way better than the others. Is the is the the crux of the issue? There's like four or five secondaries that 
everybody takes maybe six or seven. And then there are whatever, nine, 10, 12 that never see the light of day because you average like three points on them. Big um, question, Pete. So I think the original intent behind the secondaries was that mm-hmm. they were supposed to be hard. So yes, they were supposed correct. to be hard to do these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they quickly, it seems like every time they make the game hard, they immediately panic and make it super easy. Yes, um, they do. They do. So indeed. like, we're going to, we're going to make everything more expensive. You know, armies will be smaller. Oh shit. Uh, what have we done? Kill all the points, drop the points. So uh, my question is, what do you think is, uh, you know, in the design space, what do you think is better? Do you think uh, secondary should be achievable? Or do you think they should be hard things to grind out and, you know, maybe you max them, maybe you don't? I don't care. Okay, cool. Good answer. Make it Rob? one or the other. Just pick. <laughs> well, make I, it I, either I, super hard or make it... Don't make them super easy. I don't want I don't want everything to be 15s. I don't want ITC, 8th edition, like, you, secondaries don't matter, right? right. Um so, which I don't think we were actually at, but we were at a point where there were like certain obvious choices and the game had kind of been solved from a secondary front, I would, I would say. My, yeah, my question, uh, I, I'm kind of interested actually, because I don't know if this is the case in, in old 8th edition ITC. Did you get, did you get um, points for achieving and points for denying? No. Right, like a secondary. Because this is something that we do in Age of Sigmar a lot at the moment. Um, so we have these things called auxiliary objectives. They're kind of like that because tournaments were so big, we didn't have any secondaries at all. It's all primary based. So they mm-hmm. eventually released a bunch. Before that, uh, the community had developed a bunch of of secondaries, uh, and we always had like we always had achieve and deny. So if you achieve yours but deny that, so like the the swing point, like you know you could you could win the primary but still only win sixteen four if that makes sense because um, like you didn't achieve either of your secondaries and you. Uh, um, didn't deny either of their secondaries, so it could go down from a twenty zero to a sixteen four. Um, I really like that. Like, I always thought that there's something integral about being able to stop your opponent doing X. I guess that's also true. Like, I'm trying to stop you doing scramblers. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm trying to deny you X. But I don't know if they're necessarily like I 100% believe that this edition of forty k is a great version of playing tabletop wargaming and i'm super pro it i think the primary so you're you're keying into achieving and moving around the board being vital like you have to get those 45 and then the other 45 being up for like that's the meta level on top where you're doing other stuff to try and control board space or like do a thing or stop a thing happening i think that's wonderful and i think that's really great i just don't think that they've like nailed it on what those secondaries are or how to process them i would say like that's that's where I'm at, so I'm excited to see what their second stab at it is. And I don't yeah. think I think that the the ones that are really rubbish for me are like the Space Marine one, where you basically just turn up, play a game as Space Marines, and then you get yeah. 15 points. And there's like, a few of those. There's there's definitely a few of those. I'm not sure if they're touching the Codex specific secondaries. I would love it. Um, I think the one thing I would love more than anything is um, like they kind of did with. Um, stratagems back in 8th when not everybody had a codex yet release like one or two uh, codex specific secondaries for everybody that doesn't have a book yet I'd love to see that in the in the, in the CA as long as they're yep. properly balanced so with the GT pack um, which is now actually going to be the official 
rules pack of of 40k and uh well soon to be age of sigmar events they'll have something equivalent um because you know mr brant has unveiled his road show <laughs> getting out on the road <laughs> games workshop lack states yeah but look man they're all back dude i'm pretty sure canada's almost passing united states and infections uh, which is kind of sad, but nonetheless, no, everyone's, everyone's doing this. Cause you know, the vaccines are awesome. Science has solved our problems. Deus ex machina. We're, we're out of this man. It's over. So let's not beat up on the choices. Maybe it's where they could, they, they could book things. Who knows? Don't care. Nonetheless, the point of this is <laughs> the point of this is, is that maybe that GT pack is going to be a little tighter. Perhaps there are some restrictions that weren't in the previous GT pack because it wasn't really a GT pack. It was just a slightly different version of the match play <laughs> rules of the BRB. So maybe there's an evolution because, like, for example, all the pregame stuff is kind of whack as it is right now. You kind of just ignore it when you're doing things like, for example, setting up the table is not something anyone actually does uh, pregame at a tournament. So uh, maybe we'll see example terrain in in the gt pack maybe we'll see a better order of operations for how the game starts and things like that maybe we'll see a restriction maybe no codex secondaries allowed i don't know who knows like the whole the whole world could change uh with a much improved iteration and i'm just gonna finish one more point i'll point out that the itc champs pack which was really good i think by the end um took a lot of iterations it took a lot they took a lot of swings at that pinata to get get them sort of tightened up especially right out of the gates and they had the That's exact the same that, problems i agree that is the problem when you only do one swing and then put it to print as opposed to multiple swings behind doors before you put it to print i get it like eventually when you do i mean maybe a lesson they're learning if you put more work in before you do a thing you get a better product before you put the thing out in the world wild statement uh being thrown around on this show arguably uh insane i can imagine yeah. um uh, not not something to take on board too heftily uh I, I like so i agree with what i saw nick say in the chat um about the secondaries because i'd like to stay on that because i think it's really really fun um uh, i think they should be difficult to achieve and make you need to do other things that aren't near a primary objective so some of the ones that we saw obviously like you know like pooping on an objective for death guard etc like you were already going towards those. You were already being a part of that process. I think having stuff where you're non-interacting uh, with the rest of the board or with the object, the primaries, I think is, uh, I think is, is feels like a better tech. I would argue. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, Pete. I mean, I, I, I mostly agree. I think there comes a point where you run out of design space. Is all. That's really all it is, right? You can say, like, in the end, you can say, I'm doing this action, and it's. And it's me setting up a skull island, but like you're still doing the exact fucking same thing that a guy doing anything else that's an action is doing, right? Yeah. You just changed the name. Um, so like, like Reese used to say when he talked when he was trying to develop the ITC pack, there's like this game is all about two things: you're either killing something or you're standing somewhere. Um, and then it's just like how many iterations of killing something and standing somewhere can you do? So they've added actions, which are just standing somewhere with benefits. Um, and like, that's basically where we're at. I would, uh, like, I would love to see some really interesting, like new takes on design. I just don't know if we'll go that route. So then it becomes, well, how can you make standing somewhere, um, feel flavorful for a faction? And does that break the game? 
Um, yes, Death Guard and Dark Angels have some really stupid secondaries when it comes to that because they're doing exactly the thing that they were going to do. Same with Space Marines. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they've come up with something super brand new. It's not something I've put a whole ton of thought into about fixing secondaries. I just knew that they were an issue. But we have other issues that I thought were, at this point, a little little deeper that we needed to get corrected first. So, so what were the other issues, do we think? Uh, uh, like, I mean, the game balance is completely fucked right now, so that's my, my biggest <laughs> concern. <laughs> More than anything. What's completely fucked? Game Just balance. the game balance. Like, oh, there's like eight oh, yeah. factions that are above a 50% win rate of, what, 33 that are currently available? Um, you know, four of them are well above a 55% win rate. Uh, one of them still hitting um, over 70 week to week. Like it's, and now we have Admech coming out, and we don't know because we haven't seen how they'll actually perform. But that's a real deep codex, and it, like the combos in it, definitely look like it, like it's going to be a primo primo faction. I, um, we'll have to see like how they change things up too. I will remind yeah. I will remind the audience that we are at Christmas, as far as release pace is concerned, versus Eighth Edition. Like we're like a full half year behind. Um. And I'd be curious, if we were tracking stats, like in those early days, how much like Eldar and uh, Guard and all, a lot of the early bogeymen of 8th edition, how much they were raffle stomping people or not. Like what their win rates would have been and whether or not that steadily improved with the releases like they're claiming, I feel like, like the popular wisdom suggests will happen as 8th edition continues. I mean, it's possible, but right now, like of all of the new books, only one has had a major impact. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, just a little side note. Don't want to throw this out there and be too much of a jerk about it, but Please. all those books were digital. Get that right out there. Like there were nothing oh. holding you back. I know. If they were all digital, yeah. um, would be if if they if they were holding back releases because like if they had, and I doubt this is actually what was happening. I imagine there were a couple things that were messed up, but it'd be really awful to me, like from a business perspective, if they stopped releasing models. Because they couldn't get books from China, like that would be that would be like really awful. But uh, as far as like business sense is concerned, so I hope that's not what happened. I assume there were more than one thing that was missing. Um, yeah, also, someone asked someone asked if if because it's softback, like these are soft cover now, uh, especially the Minotaur Field Manual, if maybe there's a faster lead time on it, which is an interesting question. Yeah, maybe I, I doubt it. I did go to check the. GT pack. I actually threw my Munitorum field manual in the trash because once Battlescribe is, is updated, who needs it? Um, uh, a quick veto uh, on the conversation for a second and vote to ch change it to Battlescribe. Battlescribe. Mm -hmm. Battlescribe, thank you. I'm into it, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, threw that in the garbage because who needs it? But I was just checking to see, is it printed in China? It doesn't actually say. It doesn't say where this is made. So maybe this is something printed a little closer to home, a little faster. But I doubt it. I, I would assume it's printed with everything else. That's why I saw the guys at the print shop across the road doing <laughs> Just running, running, running faxes. <laughs> loads of copies. Like an like Acme cartoon. Binding. That's why it's got the spiral binding. Because yeah. that's, you know, they just have that old, like, machine. You know what I'm talking about? You used to do book reports with those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, so game balance. Okay, so let's talk about two things. Number one, I'm very excited for new missions, and I'm very, very excited for uh, new secondaries. I think both of those are really yes. exciting. Like, whether or not it's an iterative improvement, like Val says, or it's just the same, like, fuckery, 
um but like with a new skin is super fun because like i think i think having seasons for warhammer is actually a huge positive like i don't really like the huge new edition change i think that could all be delivered every single time via like something like a, the grand tournament pack or whatever yeah and you and and that's your vehicle but you know every year there being a new way to play the game that you love i think is rad i think that's super cool uh, do you think they update you- the core rules Holy shit. Uh, thank you to Nurgle Matthew for donating 25 gift this subscriptions guy. in this the guy. chat. Nurgle the Matthew keeper. smashed it. That's right. The Wicked Keeper. Wicked Keeper, because I'm not allowed to say the other thing. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. I wish I had a... I need a new celebratory sound effect, because I did the... I did the... Last week, so I can't do it this week. So, I like uh, at this point, people, like, personal friends of me message me and be like, Nurgle Matthew, he's cool, isn't he? And I'm like, he is very cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to say that, though, right? He's <laughs> actually obliged, but he's actually yeah. a really lovely fella. Um, so, uh, like, we've met. So, there we go. Uh, thanks, Nurgle Matthew. Big love to you. Uh, whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, Nurgle was... Matthew always gets the top bunk when staying at the TSN fight dome. I mean, he unless does. he wants to be a boss, then you can just have it, right? Yeah. Top Bunk's like. a little scary. Throwback to last so night. You can mix it up. Man Crusher Gargan, go for it. You can mix yeah. it up. You can be Top Bunk some nights and, and, and Lower Bunk other nights. Whatever he wants. You know, you can switch it up. <laughs> so thanks, Nurgle Matthews. Deeply appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say yep. that we've talked about, like, new missions, new secondaries. But the exciting yes. element, I think, potentially, is points. Because while the Minotaur, Val, you made this point earlier, so I'm coming back to it, back around. Swinging around. Swinging around. Swinging around. Uh, the, the, the thing that went to print, obviously, will have had points, and they probably went to print, depending on where they are, before we even got the points as PDFs via the, was it February, I think? That's right. Got it was them? that random one. Yeah. So Actually, that, uh, that would be on a right around the, that's interesting. That's interesting. That would be right around the timeline, right, where they would have been printing click and go on this. Exactly. So are they just going to be those changed? And also, because we have this in Age of Sigmar as well, um, you assume that they do, because they, they, they're not like, they didn't do this last week and be like, right, what do we need to resolve today? They do yeah. it six months-ish ago, and yeah. then they're like, this is what we need to fix then. So my question to you both is, do you think... <coughs> That the the Minotauran bit is useless, like the points, and then maybe we'll get an accompanying m- amount of PDFs. Or do you think that we're going to get like a like? I'm asking you, what do you think the situation is going to be with the points, Pete? Oh no! Oh okay. Did we lose them, or is he thinking? No, no, he's thinking. Just thinking. He's thinking. Oh, I'm wow. just thinking. That's like... thinking face. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. I really don't know. I honestly don't. I just at this point, I assume it's what I don't want is what it's going to be is 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 how I think. I think it's just going to be business as usual. And we're going to get points updates based on where the game was in January or February. And that's it. And then we might get a PDF that's like, oh, hey, yeah, we screwed up and uh, we gave you new points for AdMech, but the book just came out and they're not supposed to be there type of thing. This, this to me is an opportunity that I, I don't recall them taking advantage of much in 8th edition. When they did when they did errata to chapter approve in 8th, it was always to fix like, 
obvious bone-ups instead of like rebalancing their rebalance, which mm-hmm. I thought was fundamentally pretty dumb. Like I thought, I, I don't know why they didn't, why they didn't take that opportunity to get it up to date. And also it's fundamentally dumb that they're doing this in a printed book at all. Like just release it as a PDF. They're errata essentially that we're being forced to buy. Like I'll buy this, like no problem. I literally threw away the mutatorum field metal. Like it's in mm-hmm. the garbage. Like it's, it's a useless thing. Um, but those should be PDFs released as time goes on. It shouldn't be something that they're printing anymore. But anyway, that's grumbling. Um, I would suggest that it'd be awesome if they did PDFs. I think we've also touched on the concept of unnerfing things too. So yeah. like, like I think there's a lot of books that are probably towards the end of the development cycle that, you know, if you just took away some of the things that you did to the eighth edition, I'm thinking GSC, uh, maybe they have legs all of a sudden, you know? So I don't know. There's a lot of things that they could do that I think just because they're not nimble enough, they don't. Right. And that's, well, that's I'm a big of fan of, of just removing a bunch of FAQs. There's a yeah. bunch of stuff they 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 did because it was broken at the time, and the game has evolved. Just get rid of them. Yeah. Do it. And in uh, AOS, didn't freedom. they do that? Didn't they when they moved from original AOS to 2.0? Didn't they just leave? Didn't they just delete all the facts? They did, and it was a, it was a time. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> <laughs> It was. Hey, oh. I did the I did the uh, review for the initial FAQ for Age of Sigmar 2. That was a fun 39-page review. Um, that I uh, I enjoyed, where they had to individually fix every command ability in the game, as opposed to, I imagine someone's like, "Hey, why don't we just write you can't stack command abilities," and then they went, "No, go through every command ability in the game and individually change the wording on it." And they were like, "All right, boss, no problem." And he's like, "Did you get them all?" And he's like, "I got them all." And then the rest of the community were like, "Lol, no." These are eels. They've had a sixty-five percent win rate for three years. Yeah, like they just like. Anyway, it's so. interesting to me. Like they they went from that. They went from the keyword. No, was that not keyword? Um, yeah, universal rules. Universal yeah, special universal rules. Special were, rules. Were like a really. They became a really unwieldy big section in their in their rule book, and they were like, "All right, that's a bad system. So we're gonna go to everyone gets their own rule." Much better. But like. Could the, you can go halfway on that, guys. Like you can have some USRs, or you can just word them the same way. Like Pete was 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 bringing up the point of like fights last abilities. Like they're mm-hmm. all like ever so slightly different for some mm-hmm. s- silly reason, where they could just be the same mechanic that you give to things. As are fights first. As are some deep strike abilities. Like they just it seems to be kind of willy nilly. Where like a technical writer could just be like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. What is this Someone supposed should, to do? Please write we, that down. We should do this. We should do like what they do, what what the what the Republicans and the conservative movement in the United States did with the Supreme Court. So, like, you, we just start right now, creating uh, a bunch of of like super soldier retail mm. employees at Read Games them. Workshop, and we like fill them with technical writing skills. We we teach them how to use um, how to use like a, a Kanban. And like uh, like project management workflows, we just give them all those like basic hard skills, and we we just get them hired all over the UK, and then slowly they work their way up through the system, and eventually you get a stacked Supreme Court, uh, Supreme Court seven to three, and that's that's what it is. It's not seven to three, but it's whatever it is, six to three, six to three at the moment, I think. Yeah, uh, can I thank Dave Fraser uh, for? Uh, donating 69 pounds and 69p to the show uh it's uh very much appreciated gifted 
Um, I assume uh, that that's because he's as excited about the points as we are. Um, but I also think it's because I managed to get you two on Twitter. And uh, Dave's that's Dave's stomping ground for all of his life. Um, and, uh... Oh, man, I haven't tweeted recently. Time for my weekly Twitter check. Let's uh, let's do a weekly Twitter check. I only check the mentions <laughs> to see if anything has been going on. People are looking my at me. I should tell some more stories about my grandmother. My favorite thing is about Dave is, is he listens, I think, fastidiously to like every show maybe put out there. And he just has deep, dark takes on every se- like He's like rare cut jokes on every what, post. What's his uh, at? What's his at here? At Dave Fraser. At Dave Fraser. He's the one. Thanks to Scott Brent for donating five gift subscriptions in the chat. That's very kind and very much appreciated. You guys are wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, and big shout out to uh, the Art War 40K Down Under, whose podcast you can go and listen to and features both me and Val uh, talking about... Um, I don't think uh, Adam was quite ready for... Uh, he was like, Rob, you got any thoughts on terrain? Just like, oh dear. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to the Out of War Down Under? Like, he, he did like a 16-hour review of the Necron Codex, and that was a bad codex. Imagine this AdMech uh, review that he's he's starting to post with can Siegler. We talk about, can we talk about that? So I've started to read the Goonhammer article because uh, I was busy all weekend doing streaming. Sure. I did four shows yesterday. So oh, shit, we segwayed. Are we segwaying to Goonhammer Goon homework that I didn't do? Yeah, no, let's, do let's do it. Let's do it. Bob Squig, thanks deeply for donating £20.69 to the show and also just always retweeting everything on Twitter. You fucking legend, Bob Squig. Thank you. I'm getting sweaty now, so I'm just going to take this off. So you feeling a bit hot? Feeling a bit hot? Someone, oh, can I read, uh, can I read one waves? on YouTube? Can I read what one the, the fuck comments? are you even wearing, Rob? A shirt. Two shirts? What That's temperature a is it, a shirt. That's a jacket and a shirt. Um, My mother slap you in the mouth. <laughs> let me read. Let me read a review. Uh, well, one of our one of the YouTube thugs yesterday wrote uh, three different uh, reviews. Uh, watching mm-hmm. Rob toxic as shit and flee, accepting kindness. Get over yourself and be a fucking human. Appreciate mm. you. Uh, really, <laughs> really. Thanks, really guys, for listening to me and being nicer to Rob. Yeah, thanks, Casey. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then probably my favorite review was uh, this one. Uh, honestly, I like your content, but you are reviewing a war scroll and there is 10% reviewing going on and 90% fucking around. It's really hard and frustrating to follow. No offense. Uh... <laughs> As a fat kid, I, I, I always had trouble with the the uh, the no offense, but you're fat type insults. Mm-hmm. Like If you're going to insult like don't just lay it out there. first. Just, just, just let, let it hang, hang up there. Let it hang up there. It's. I'm going to take offense. Just own the fact that I'm going to be offended, and we'll move on. Yeah. So, like Chris said in the chat, we're fucking lucky when you get ten percent content. <laughs> <laughs> I actively work to avoid content on this show, and you guys still fucking roll me into it. You're like, Peter, we need your opinion. Well, so I know I- you don't care. Can I bring up a, a YouTube thug comment from last week, which I found a little confusing? Uh, oh, yeah. This was to the adjacent show, which I, I like read, which one. was this is the lowest rated one, by the way, which I appreciate everybody. Pretentious Canadian and Southwestern SJW least liked guests on this show. So I think this person is suggesting it, that one of us is a pretentious Canadian and the other one a Southwestern SJW. But we're both Canadian. And uh, I think believers in social justice. So I don't know who who he's really critiquing there. And I think I Pete, you also qualify as pretentious. I mean, oh yeah, I'm hundred percent. I, I I used to not be, but I got over it. Yeah. 
I realized that like anybody he was never he was never listened to me ever talk because if anything I think maybe (laughs) Pete me and Peter like burned the world down Um, uh, but like so fistful of meat if you do come back to us what the hell are you talking about be more specific in your insults please please (laughs) also I want to work on my also you should look at the top pin tweet on the honest wargamer it's like yeah it's pretty pretty SJW-esque is what I'd say um uh, what was I going to say? The Admech book. Admech, yes. And Damn the it. reason I want to talk about this in our 10% mm-hmm. section is mm-hmm. because yes. it came out, it, it produced the very best line in 9th edition 40k, or maybe all 40k Go ahead. ever. Uh, mm-hmm. And that line is, um, when designing this book, the writers had two <laughs> options. They had the options to make it simple or make it complicated. And every time they chose violence, and that is, I, I tweet, I sent that to you right away you after did. I read it. You did. I thought it was beautiful. Beautiful. Rhodes a, a beautiful man. I love yeah. him. What an incredible line! Like I, personally, like that, I might, I like, I might put that into the app awards. We might have a written article awards already. That's high on there in the nominations, the forty k awards this year. Um, really, really impressive. So uh, yeah, like it seems like a very convoluted and complex book. And my kind of question is about that: is do you think that that's the right way vehicle for them to really take it? Because I, I like more confu- like going to what Val said in Universal Special Rules. I personally love the system of you have the core rules and then you buy or you put on the additional rules via a war scroll or a data sheet. I think that's just so elegant because if you never learn, if you you it just it removes all of the learning I have to do. Like, I don't have to learn XXXXX before I have to learn Y. I just put Y on the tabletop, and then I know that. Like, I think it's such a nice system, and I it weirded out by the Admech book, because I don't know why they would then go, let's make it very deeply confusing. I don't know what you think, Pete. I think they were, like, trying real hard to go in a new direction with this book, and and avoid issues. They were like, we're going to make sure that there are a billion keywords and everything interacts off of very explicit keywords to make sure that we don't have any problems. Mm. So we, in this way we can give out like bigger, stronger buffs to the, to the codex and, um, and it'll be awesome. And I don't think that's how it ends up playing out in real life. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I like, I, the only reason I kind of like that, the only I just feel like they're up, trying. They're trying real hard, and it's and it's not going to pan out. Okay, all right, fair enough. The other thing that I like about it, uh, Val, is I don't know if you've heard this yet, but they've changed. They've changed the book, and Pete summed this up quite nicely in the tweet. They've changed the, the the maybe the premise of the book very much like when you read about orcs. Um, orcs are a weird book because they play best. Well, they they played best when they had loads and loads and loads of boys, which made sense, right? It was like, whenever you think orcs, it's a horde army. Orcs is a horde army. But really, like, they're big fighty boys that should be able to, like, duff up or kind of hang out with space marines, like, and they never really had that as combat, and then they had weird shooting units, and it was fucking weird. Whereas Admech... Orcs are just like... Anyway, continue. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, whereas Admech... This isn't about orcs. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Admech, they've changed maybe the internal paradigm of the book, or maybe how you... Because it was always an elite army hitting on threes and shooting, always, like, generally a gunline army. 
mm-hmm. generally, although floaty boaties with a bunch of priests in was definitely a build, but they've now made it more like of a horde, specifically taking Skatari units up from being able to have max 10 to max 20, which is always something that deeply confused me about Imperial Guard. I know you can have conscripts in large units, but an infantry squad in 10? Like, when you read about them, there's a lot of... Inf- like, there's a lot. And just so that, maxing out in 10 was weird for me. Go on. That was a... That was a- Bumble from the seventh eighth transition because in seventh they had a cool mechanic which was the platoon the platoon and so when they went to eighth edition they took everything and just diced it up into individual parts and so i think that's kind of why guard seemed weird when we came into it as far as the skatari thing skatari can go into units of 20 now it seems weird that does seem weird and it's it's very strong it's varies. They have a That's number a of strategies, of <laughs> and you can buff them. Like even just like knowing what I know of previous Admech, like that would be. Well, the a new character, the Skatari Marshal, um, he's cool. He's cool looking. Forty-five point lieutenant, essentially Space Marine lieutenant. Um, you can give him a warlord trait to make him a captain as well. So now he rerolls once to hit and wound for all Skatari. Nice. You can give him another ability uh, so that all Skatari get um, plus one to to their saves all the time. Um, and you can add even more onto this guy. So for 45 points, he can put out like four or five auras on all Skatari within six. And, um, yeah, I think like a, a 60, 80, even a hundred Skatari list is uh, going to be real deadly. What's your points per model on, you know, your Ranger or your whatever, the other eight guy? Points eight, eight points now. Eight points? Yeah, they went down. They went down from nine to eight. They're as much as an orc boy? And they can rapid fire four for a strat and um, auto wound on force to hit. But arguably, like, so can I can I talk about this? Because I was, I was I was saying it to in my intern, intern Matt, yesterday. And we were kind of having, because I was reading the article yesterday uh, while we were having food. One of the things that I think is interesting about it is, like, your standard infantry squad now, your standard, mm-hmm. if we take it as a baseline, in 40k, is a 10-man toughness for three-up save intercessor squad. That's your standard infantry. So, like, I don't know why they wouldn't let infantry squads from, uh, so actual infantry squads from um, uh, Astra Militarum and also, you know, Skatari be bigger squads because, yep. like, you know, like, like the amount of firepower that can randomly be thrown around, it's not like, there, there can be a lot of shots, right, generally, and then they're going to just fall, fall down to a stiff breeze. So, and then it kind of allows you to, the, the problem that you necessarily have with Jukari is that like you put them in the transports and you can't really touch them. You've got to deal with the transports where you do it with the guys. So if you're if they make transports problematic, then the whole game becomes problematic. Whereas I like this as a different angle on it. And I also think that Toughness 3 Infantry should be allowed to be taken up into 20s and 30s. Yep. It would look fucking cool. Like... Yep. I, don't think it's, I don't think that particular design is bad. I actually think it's awesome. I think the amount of buffs you can layer onto them is going to be a problem. So if 10 Skatari are uh, 80 points, how much is it to put a... How much are the vehicles now? How much are the transports? Uh, no idea. No I wonder idea. how much the transport is. Anyway. The floaty boaties, but they can't fit 20 in anyway. Although no, they no, currently can put ten, space... Actually, inside. technically it's the, the transports are worth it because of the keyword issue because they were so specific about keywords and then all right. of a sudden decided they weren't. Yeah, they screwed that up. But they, that was like the orc vehicles in Forge World for years. Um, Can I just thank yeah. T-Pain for donating 100 bits to the show? Appreciate you. <laughs> now, um, now, Rob, do you still have an Admech army? I do, and I have shit tons of Skitari. 
because everyone does. Well, yeah, like specifically though, I built myself thirty hoplites and thirty pelastats when they came out because I just think they look mm-hmm. cool as. But um, which meant I ended up with because you have to buy the bodies, so you ended up. So I just had tons of special weapons. So I think I got like twelve transonic arquebuses or like something like yeah. that, which is which is really cool. And I, I for one, am really pro that because I never really like catfrons and I hate Castellan robots. I think that they are the fugliest models in the world. If you love them, that's fine. That's your your vibe. Um, but I always pictured the Skitari being the Skitari, right? Like it's the it's the dudes, and they're and they're written as being like they're being waves. There's also the big war machines as well, but generally they're not. Um, whereas I think that they kind of turn into this like weird elite army for a bit um, with the the boats and the priests and the other stuff. And and I quite like the idea that we're going to see some more ground troops and we we'll see like seeing them play. So like I, I actually think it's really good. The idea behind the Skatari is that they're the the dudes who like protect the feet of titans. Is that what they're supposed to be? Uh, no, that, that would be. Oh, sorry, Pete. Did. No, it's okay. You were gonna say it. I know you were gonna say it. Well, yeah, like uh, like yes and no. Like they they there are particularly Skatari legions that are like like sent to that. They all they're specialized because they're like they're um, robots to a degree, right? Humans. Yeah, they're robots. Yeah, but they they all transhuman, start out, if you will. Yeah, exactly. I, that's one of my favorite bits about like that. I, I always, I always compare my love for uh, Skitar, the Skitari element of uh, Admech with Battlestar Galactica and the dichotomy of the two. In that mm. they're they're they believe in technology, but inherently it's tied to God. Like there's a weirdness to that which I find almost like transient. It happens a lot in sci-fi, right? Like AIs or anything generally tend to be like more focused on like the idea of God, which is always weirdly. Maybe because we think of AI as like the next level of I don't know, but what, I always find that to be fascinating. What's that quote? Any sufficiently advanced technology will appear as if it's magic to the layperson, something like that. I can't remember who said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad, who said that? I think it's more the fact that they believe in a god, and they're machine based. Um. Uh. So yeah. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Big fan of that. Uh. And yeah. Sorry, guns. Right. Secretary defend the Titans. Uh. So yes. that's that's what that was, was what I was going to say, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I, like, I, I think it's nice. I don't know about what you two think, but like, I think maybe changing up because one of the things with the orcs, Val, that I was going to say, and looking at the beast yeah. box, yeah. I don't imagine we're going to see orc hordes in thirty. Like, I think maybe we'll see them in twenties. Yeah. Maybe we'll see them in thirties. But yeah. I like the idea that we'll see better combat units in a twenty than we would with a weight of dice unit of thirty. If I'm making sense. But I mean, even yeah. if they go, even if they go to a 20, 20 person or twenty orc uh, boy squad, uh, but they get two wounds, you're still still getting a, a percentage boost on the overall size of the unit, and you're probably getting a, an attack upgrade there too. So you're gonna get, and because it's harder to get them all in one place, it makes a lot of sense for boys to get smaller and more more concentrated. I think the question to me is, are they going to have stupid Primaris versus old boys? rules or are they just going to have a new boys model and old boys are new boys which i really hope is what happens oh you hope that they, they keep both i hope i hope that the old boy model is a short version or a squatted down version of the new boy model who just literally stands up i think i think that would work i feel like their dimensions work like the old boys model is just the fact that he is in this weird squat uh, is why he looks so derpy at this point yeah, Pete. Well, how do you feel about like units? Also, someone saying in the chat, which I think is a, a really, really good point. Uh, specifically, uh, Woidoy is saying it is that like hordes 
Like, we were like, blast weapons, hordes are wrecked, and then no one really took them. The blacks, uh, almost all blast weapons were way too expensive, other than, like, plasma scepters, right? That was yeah. the... That was the the differential. We were like, "Wow, this is going to be crazy!" And and testers were like, "Yeah, blast weapons just ruin hordes." And then like every blast weapon worth its salt is like 150 points. Another indication that they probably <laughs> test with no terrain. Oh yeah, good point. That's a really really good point. <laughs> oh, are we hoping inside the uh, to throw us back to chapter approved? Are we hoping to see uh, terrain pack inside of that? I would hope. I would love it. Maybe in the I want to see pack. what I want to see what the expectation is versus the reality. That's that's all I care about now. What what was the expectation? Like what did they what did they expect us to be doing? Yes. Go on. Go on. I have a talking point which I shared with Pete. Um, so coming into the uh, Atlantic City Open, to my great consternation, it was revealed <laughs> that the plan for terrain is that when everyone and this is you know I am part of this organization, uh, but I thought hey maybe we should come up with something to solve this. Uh, the, the idea is that when you come to the table, you determine or define all the different terrain pieces. The thing is, is uh, that in ninth edition, there aren't really any keywords for solid buildings, or at least there's no predefined solid buildings. Those are assumed to be like data slates and like actual terrain pieces that you would pay for in like a, a fortification detachment or whatever. So the... FLG or the Frontline Gaming Magic Box from 8th Edition, which is just a box. And I'm sure lots of different train companies and, and people have just whole four-sided buildings on their tables. Don't really have a predefined set of rules for them, which made me think, what are people going to do when they get to the table? They have to make up rules for these things. And um, my, my question I want to throw out to you guys is, what should the rules be for a, a whole um, building? Uh, I just think I think uh, uh, it's a box you can't go in, and you could just have it be cover on top if it was flat. If it's not flat, it'd just be a building you can't go in and or through, and you have to go around. You can go over if you fly, but I don't have any problem with there being solid boxes you can't go around. And thank you so much to 69 uh, Posse69 <coughs> for donating £6.90 to the show. Uh, you committed to that, and that's deeply... Deeply mm -hmm. appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. You're all brilliant yeah. people. Go on. And I agree. You. The buildings can't be breachable. That's a big yep. thing. Like, make them defensible if you want up top. Um, and make them obscuring and just so live your best life. My yeah. So my thought was you can, either, you can go one of two ways with it. You can just call them ruins without the breachable keyword, which basically gives you scalable cover and stuff but then to me i think what happens with a lot of these tables is they're basically wide open um and like there's not a lot of like benefit to having a building so what about adding all the other friggin keywords to them because they are actual solid structures so like you give them heavy light cover and obscuring. dense cover and yeah. obscuring but a lot of in, in itc's case a lot of their buildings are actually three inches tall because it's designed on the old ruins so they don't but why does obscure. that but why does that matter you just say it's because you have to be anyway. five. You, no, you be don't have to obscuring. be anything. You just be like, "This is obscuring from." Three you don't inches. understand. You don't understand how it works because if you ch if you change that, you're changing the rules, and that's not how the game <laughs> but, is intended. Like to play. it doesn't. It doesn't need to be obscuring, right? Obscuring all yeah. that's going to be doing. Like they're solid, right? You still need line of sight. Yep. So all obscuring is going to be doing on those small Taller things is protecting. Is protecting. Yeah, protecting big boys. Who cares? Yeah. Fuck them. Deal with it. Yeah, Model like, for advantage, guys. Okay, so dream. like to bring the talking point back, 
Um, and Val, I can understand if like you don't want to be like too heavy on this, but like, um, Pete, something came up when we talked to, when I was talking to uh, Adam, the forty k down under show, and kind of I hadn't really registered till I conversed about it. Is that really the terrain packs that we're really seeing? Okay, I'll cycle back really quickly. In order to set up tons and tons of terrain for a huge event, it's incredibly costly, right? Correct. Right out of the bat. So I completely understand where we're at right now before I say the next part. And the next part is that some organizations, for instance, FLG or the WTC, have invested or even uh, Zach's uh, series of T GTs. Uh, so the ZGT, who knows, um, is uh, uh, are like they've already invested all the money, right? So they no longer are designing terrain to be the best terrain on the board. I think this is a fair statement. What they're doing is they're saying, we have this. How do we make the best terrain out of what we have available to us? And I think that there's a really interesting conversation about there being, um, this is the standard, but really this is the standard because this is what we have, not this is the standard because this is the best. And I think mm. that there's a, there's a good conversation there. Well, I, I mean, I think that's self-evident, but I guess like, and also maybe not even solvable ultimately, but I would like to see there be a terrain pack, just be a terrain pack because I think that like, we think this is the best terrain pack available. I think that there's a better finalized version. Am I making sense? And, and or what yeah. do you think about that? No, I think I like, I would love to see just a, a, like, this is what we imagine a, a table to be. You can have more, you can have less. But here's like the rough estimate of what we what we expect um, yeah. when we play our games, right? And it maybe they set out like two or three. They kind of already did it once, but it was so loose that it, it uh, I think it confused people, right? Because they had like two pictures. Like this this uh, table has like nine pieces of terrain. It's a light table, and this one has twelve. But it really didn't go into detail about why they considered it one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to see that. I mean, for me personally, um, it it would just answer some questions about like why certain things are the way they are. Like, is it because we're playing too heavy uh, nowadays or are we, or like, are we supposed to be playing much later or are gun lines supposed to just be ultra dominant and we just missed it? Um, it's a lot like that. So. Yeah. Think, okay. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the challenges is like we, we get hung up a lot on, and I think I, talked a bit about this on that show like the there's a lot of fetishism for uh like official what it's supposed to be like mm -hmm. and i think it's pretty clear like they've got an idea but there's no like real specific yet of what it's supposed to be like and i think we do that like we, like the, specifically the competitive and the serious crowd who play the shit out of this game we're the ones who kind of figure out what the game actually is right and they sure. they iterate on that uh, and that's he's that's a great kind point of... he's about to make go on that's the hope, but that's not what they're testing on, which is where I'm coming Nailed from. Nailed it. Sure. Nailed it. Because yeah. you like because you was like all everything is predicated on that everything that's produced is correct. I know that that sounds like, especially our lived experience, that it's not the case. Mm -hmm. But it's all predicated on it's. It's like you're like you can't change it to three inches, and I'm like why. Like, it fits your terrain that you have. You know, like they didn't test it on that. Well, it's like, they, what did they test it on? There's no information. And if they test it, and we don't know what they tested it on. And also, the whole game is orientated on this is what it was tested on. Like, these are this many points because we tested on this, and this is what we think is correct. If none of that's accurate or true, the whole thing is, gets thrown out the window, right? And it's just, it's just, and then what you're doing, and this is my key point, is you should just be designing something that's 
best for your players to have a good time just making yeah. it so that it's working for you like i can understand the tos who have huge volumes of terrain they must be looking at it and thinking right how can i make this best for like sorting out the the meta so, <laughs> piece, a piece like lol you're not gonna <laughs> the, Go there, there are weird there are weird conventions that are like unsaid but true with how far you can go with this so if you look at something like magic boxes in eighth edition which was essentially to say like there was line of sight was really the only terrain mechanic and so in order to deal with that and also to make <laughs> frontline gaming uh, pieces of terrain playable they basically said that they were four-sided ruins, which meant infantry could enter into these magic boxes and be untargetable by anything that didn't have shoot out of line of sight. So they used the rules that existed to make something that wasn't really supposed to be there, right? And that caused a lot of great consternation, but it flew enough. Like, it was close enough because, yeah, okay, there's ruins. This is essentially a four-sided ruin. Therefore, I can go into it. Um, whereas, and so now I think when when you're trying to come up with rules for a four-sided building, I'm concerned because if if Frontline Gaming or if a TO were to come out and say, here are all the keywords for a building, there might be a backlash of that's not how it's intended. Or like, um, you know, like uh, it should be a ruin. Okay, well, how do you do it as a ruin? Like, there's just always that sort of, you know, you're changing the game to sort of attitude, which I agree is bullshit. I think it's dumb. Which is why I think things like TSN are really awesome opportunities because as a broadcaster, you can do what your audience wants rather than, you know, what your weirdo players uh, want, which is, you know, exactly what was written. Um, so anyway, what I'm trying is, to say players, is like, the, like if the right players like like so like, like we have a thing in Zuma where you can I, like it's not true in 40k. I don't think it is. But basically you can put models halfway up a building like effectively there's no rules for mm -hmm. like wobbly model or anything like that so like depending on the terrain you can like just float stuff halfway up you'd be like this model is halfway up this building it's weird but like in my in the train pack that i have here it's just like no you can't do that like it's that easy it's that easy like the you need to roll a nine to charge like really simple that's in the pack anything that makes you think that you don't have to roll a nine outside of specific specific buffs like yeah. plus two to it it's a nine end conversation like and i think I think people respond to that really, really well. Like, I, I really do. I think people are really happy with that. They're like, thanks, that's sweet. I'm going to be cool with that. And the people that don't respond to it well are going to be really awkward at your event anyway. So just, you lose nothing. It's like a win-win in your, in your world. Like, so, I think making, like, having a mission statement to make it more enjoyable for the player is vital. So on 40K like, Spice Center, you have... Uh, outspokenly criticized uh, frontline gaming and the ITC a number of times uh, for making these exact modifications. Um, in fact, on the last Spice Center, um, they were going off about the fact that the WTC pack was co-opted uh, really awkwardly for the ACO and not credited and that there's some sort of conspiracy against the WTC to steal their rules and, uh, and also speak poorly of them which is hilarious because obviously i don't, Neil think, that was the, I don't that. think that was the thrust of the point but we didn't mention it was, it was because the whole there's point. A, because 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 there's no way but like the, the the point is is flg did do that and i think that that was a huge positive for the game i did say oh. that and i still oh. think that yeah yeah oh. like of course it was because they made it a viable game out of what was a shit show like, um that's, that's yeah. brilliant
Yeah, but no, now, I'm, I'm talking about right now. Like literally, like the WTC fact is is in effect for ACO essentially. Which is great, is my point. Like the fact that you like the fact that the FLG are recognizing that the game does need additional help is excellent, or at least the ACO, AOC, CCO, BBO, DCOTO. DCOTO, Brian DTF, Brian Legion Borton. Mr. Brian runner of the legendary Du Bois GT. Yeah, yeah, Du Bois. Yeah, that's what Has used the WTC FAQ for, I think, all of his events for the last several years, so it doesn't shock me at all that they brought it It's invaluable work. It's invaluable work being done by someone, and as long as someone's doing it, I'm super pro it. Like because someone has to do it, right? Like and credit to FLG when they were doing it. Like, so I think and I, I want to bring. So there was a. I know we have to wrap up, but there's a criticism that was made on the show that uh, essentially that the American TOs were backlashing against the use of the WTC FAQ because it was European, or because it wasn't American, which is nonsense. No, they were I think back, the, they I were think the main, That was exactly what was said. The main criticism and, was because it didn't include any guns. <laughs> I'll, well, also I mean, true. it's 40K, but <laughs> also, also true. true. Whereas really the backlash was what I was describing. The backlash was that the WTC FAQ takes license and actually changes things in certain mm. places that aren't raw. So rather than just being interpretations of what GW would call rare rules or weird interactions, they're actually making some slight modifications to the game. And that's what got their underwear in a bunch. Not, it wasn't even not that many that people. It, Yes, it was it was a handful of people, but maybe nonetheless, two. yes, and one of them was British. That was what it was. Yes, <laughs> I just I just hate those takes. Um, anyway, I mean, there's lots one. of takes I hate. I love it. Yeah, that's the point. And that nice clarity, nice clarity on the conversation, <laughs> because ultimately, ultimately, like when all these conversations are had out in public, it's much better. The conversation arising from Thursday and also arriving arriving now is because the conversation isn't being had in public. There isn't like a, a quorum or a forum on attempting to make something more entertaining for the audience. Like it shouldn't be complicated, right? It should just be fun. Like, yeah. I don't know. It should, should just be fun. I still it think should... I think the best hope for, for 40k and AOS are, are shows like what you're doing where you have a where you have control of, of, of the format and it's your audience that decides whether it's good or not. I think that's I think, I think it's a good I way think, to do it. Uh, yeah, and also I don't know if uh, you listen, happened to listen to a show we did on Saturday, Pete, but you got a, like it was a love letter to you for fifteen to twenty minutes, or maybe. Oh, was 10. it? Yeah, I did and listen. The, and the work that you do, uh, so uh, like cause it was that's nice also... of Tom to say that, and then be like, he's a terrible analyst, but I like. What he <laughs> I didn't say that. I no, didn't Tom. Say did. That. Tom did. Oh, right. Tom's yeah. like, I'm a way better analyst. I know how data works. I'm. A... <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I know that's not exactly what he said, but it was there. There were points where I think he was going that way. I will say, I will say, um, it it, like I don't watch a lot of uh, of other shows anymore because of children and such. But it always makes me laugh when I see stuff like, like um, my comment about John Lennon arguably being the best player in the world, and how mad people got because they don't seem to understand the definition of the word arguably. Someone literally <laughs> said, you can't argue that John Lennon is arguably the best player in the world. I'm like, oh, my brain just exploded. My head, my brain just cleaved in half. <laughs> I think I think the point always is, is that like I love that, that everyone has like something to say on all of the subjects and that it's done out in the public. Because no, I think that's true. Because then we can like I was thinking about this earlier today. If I think about like where my co-host and also me, you guys were three years ago, 
I think we've all developed as people talking about the hobby in the game. And I think that that's sure. actually, I, I think that that's super valuable for the community. Like being able to have like these convos is great. So anyway. And I, I, by the way, that show with Tom was, was excellent. Like I, no jokes. I, uh, despite arguably being such a, <laughs> a indefensible word, apparently. The last episode uh, of Spice Center? No, no. They did a show on Saturday where they kind of just, where Tom wanted to talk about how he could become a better analyst, and there's more to it than that. But it was, it oh. was, it's very well, very well thought out. It's a good conversation. There are several oh. good conversations I had throughout. Um, there's a ten minute part I skipped near the end. Because it was um, about you. Yes, and it's it, it's not necessary. I think one of the funniest things, um, and one of the things that drives me crazy, not just about Tom and other, it's about all all analysts. Um, lately, and this is uh, this is um, this this I could talk about for hours. Is this concept of there being like any meta isn't soft? If you know what I'm saying, there's I this like it. idea that like your meta is better than everybody else's, yeah, and that it happens all around. Mm. Um, and it's so it like I I made this comment yesterday, um, half jokingly. The North American meta is like the poached egg of 40k metas all around it like every gt you go to it's just a soft runny mess right there are two guys that go to every gt that are going to win it oh. unless they have an aneurysm at the table and then there's 30 people that are like super duper impressed with their grade seven math skills or they're just there to have a good time that's it that's it. See, the, but it's not see, just, I say that, but it's not just North America. Like it's no, it's true. It's true. It's everywhere, right? Like, and it's also true in Age of Sigmar as well. Like, I have to, like, walk a, a, a tightrope in some situations where they're like, here's the results. And I'm like, in what fucking world did that occur? Like, in what insane fucking planet? And then sometimes when you go watch those people play, that's one of the hardest things. And the rise of streaming, I think, is so useful. Because I did watch John play, and I think he's super switched on. Like, I, we had, I talked about this. We had the captain of the. WT English WTC yes. team on, and I've never had him before. Yeah, and like I would say, ninety nine percent of North American players have no idea who he is, or they may know about when he played Nine Flyers, and that's it, right? Yeah, they don't but know that he like, talk was incredible, yeah. right? Yeah, fuck yeah. But it's true like, of like everywhere. Like, um, poor Lou Rollins sent me a message here on Monday morning. Lou Rollins is like the ITC hobby champ multiple years, gorgeous, gorgeous painter and person. And he was like, hey, we had a major on the weekend, and I just hope that you acknowledge like, acknowledge it because I know some people are basically, basically he said, like, I know some people are going to be like, who cares about a, an event that happened in Utah? And he gave me like all these facts about the people that attended because it was an outlier event. Space Wolves won it. Yeah. Um, th Thousand was, Suns like, one were one Drukari player in it. No, there were five Drukari players, and they all finished two and three, other than one guy went three and two, right? So it was like a very much an outlier event. But if you look at the names in that event, and you if you know the history of those players, multiple major winners, multiple GT winners, like, but people will call it soft. Right. And yeah. it's not necessarily true, right? Rich Kilton, I always talk about him when I bring this up. Like, people will, like, man, who is this abs? Like, who is this dude running Index Orcs and uh, Almost like, ripping, uh, SoCal? So ripping yeah. people's faces off, right? Like, it's that kind of guy, um, Thomas Akestromoki, also from the exact same area. He didn't attend this particular event. But, like, they just show up to these super majors, and you're like, you can't call their meta soft if these guys exist in it. Um, because they're just, like, legit good, and they just never change their <laughs> faction, is the thing, right? Um, 
but I just I always find it funny when I see these people that like when I see when I see this conversation start about like whether a meta is like super strong or super soft and people getting upset about it. Like they're all they're all the same. I don't care if you have eight people that were on a WTC team at your event. I honestly don't. Foul was on a WTC team. Exactly. <laughs> I said I wouldn't do it, but I'm gonna just do it every time. It's fine with me. And I'm just doing that last one just to really make Tom mad. That one is just for Tom. <laughs> hey, also, listen. thanks to shows like ours, Pete, we're gonna we're gonna uncover more and more global metas that are the homes of those eight WTC players. Except uh, Western Australia. They're messed up. Rob, I agree. Your whole AOS thing, it's the same 40k. What is going on? Like they play they play a game that's adjacent to 40k. In Western Australia don't I mean, have any They're adjacent they're... to civilization. So yeah, but... it's, it... Go beautiful yeah. people and you know <laughs> wonderful people like i've got some really good friends in western australia but they sent me tournament results and i'm like what are you doing i've actually this is a secret that uh i've never revealed so if you'd like to we'll end the show on this i've actually coached a western australian team for three years um uh-huh i do list review and analysis for them off books that's uh, what i see um, uh, which has been really nice. Uh, they, they this is your me... pro bono work. You're just doing this as sort of a charitable, charitable thing. Yeah, yeah. To 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 my friend Bradley, and uh, he <laughs> and he always sends me. He always, he's like, "This is the these are our lists," and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "These are who we play," and I'm like, "What?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. They won two out of three, though. Two, two, uh, first, first, and and second. So. Um, uh, but anyway, that's a little side sideline. Right, thank you both for being on the show. Wonderful conversation as always. And I feel better than when I started the show, where I felt truly awful. You've worked uh, yourself into shape. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, in, yeah. I'm ready I'm for eight more hours. In eight Let's minutes, go. But um, it's I'm been. Your, your, I treasure you both as people. So thanks uh, very much. Uh, Twitch chat. Thank you for the incredible uh, gift uh, donation. Thanks, Twitch and... chat. Thank you for being so generous. Screw you, YouTube chat. Um, <laughs> Stop! Stop being Come mean, at me, bro. Make make nice com- only nice comments go forward. I don't want to see any negativity. Not that I read. Val reads them to me. <laughs> you read the YouTube comments are hilarious. They're like burnt down a village earlier, Rob. And also, by the way, what do you think of this particular thing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also, thank you to the silent uh, majority, the uh, the right. podcast hydro homies. You guys mm-hmm. are brilliant. Uh, much love to you. Um, Thanks for and, shouting uh, me out, Rob. That's nice. I did show you. Out, I'm a hi- I'm no, I'm a hydro homie. I always listen to the show in a podcast form. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, that's good. I love the hydro homies. Uh, right, thanks. Are you guys, you two, got any shout outs before we go? Shout out apparently to the Saturday chat with Tom Layton because I'm looking for redemption from my roommate. Um, I'm going to be listening to that today. Okay, it's a good show. It's a good show. Very insightful, both sides. Pete, Rob even said some nice things. Um, wow, rare. I've got someone who is so salty. Apparently. I've got uh, I've got nothing. I wanna I wanna shout something out. I always do. I just can't think of something right now. What about the just re re remind us of the Kickstarter, please? Oh yeah, Outward Realms Kickstarter, my buddy Michael Timpe. Um it's well it's well past its um all of the stuff it was trying to hit. I think at this point he's set like a super stretch goal to uh, build a develop an app for the game. Um so if he hits that he'll be mega excited but he's already got everything he needs to start sending out models and they're prepping for like a second wave already so big props there really excited for that game um it is way more in depth than I could have ever imagined as I've gone deeper and deeper into the rules like what they showed off on play on tabletop and on um 
uh, mini wargaming like doesn't even touch the like the how deep this rule set goes for for what it is so pretty excited i have one thing i'd like to announce pete and i did look at peter's schedule we looked at the uh the soon to be released lineup of the frontline gaming network which i'll plug now looks like stat center will be returning to air immediately after the aco june the 14th oh june the 14th 40k stat center might even be Videotaped? I don't know. This has really made me feel bold about putting my face on the internet. Oh, you've already raided something. Thanks, Rob. No, sorry. It's, it does it automatically. I started the raid, as I said about <laughs> shout-outs, and then it just took it away. <laughs> I'm so- 